Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin, AKA Mental MacGyver. I provide luxury level high performance support and coaching to executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Inga Hebden. She is a leadership and personal impact coach, helping people increase their impact, their ability to lead, influence, and act strategically. I have Gary Fredericks. He's the CEO of On Point Partners, where they provide back office services for small businesses. They make business easy. And I have Bill Hasse. He's the co-founder and CEO at MetaEd Partners. He is developing global, virtual, and live conferences to support the underprivileged and building programs in the U.S. to help high school students understand how money works. The question I have today, how do you address a problem with a conflict-avoidant person? Gary, kick us off. I try to start off by looking for similarities and getting on the same page with the person. And then we move on from there and everything becomes about me helping them be successful. <clears throat> Hopefully that, that reduces a lot of conflict, but I've been dealing with people lately where I don't care what you do. They are going to argue every point, no matter what. I try to let them say what's on their mind and then kind of move on. And then the other people that avoid conflict, they're like freaking out because if I'm saying, if you did this one thing a little better, you'd be a superstar. <clears throat> And they misinterpret it. And they might say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be not performing well. And you have to say, no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you're doing great, but you can do greater. You can be better. We all can. So it's really difficult to deal with people that are afraid of conflict than people that embrace it. In addition to that, I think it varies greatly what kind of problem we really want to address. If that problem lies within the behavior of that actual person, or if it's somewhere around them where they have to deal with somebody else within their team and they, there's a conflict and they, um, they need to address that. I find it always very helpful to bear in mind that often enough, those people who are conflict avoidance, they have somewhere within them the, the need of peace and not disturbing the piece it's almost like the ostrich putting the head into the sand it's like oh no I can't see it so it's not there so it's really crucial to have that conversation first and really build that personal connection with that uh, so that you're on the same page and then help them understand kind of the bigger picture of well what would happen if we're not addressing it and really focus on behaviors rather than uh, having a conversation about beliefs or the identity of the of the person and what what that might lead to i can kind of concur with that and i agree with you gary you want to kind of approach a person with the uh, empathy and it's challenging uh, to do with these folks because if they put up their walls uh, they can actually become narcissistic at, at one point and disruptive and that's a difficult challenge for if you're an employer a do you want that person around B, your hands are tied because you have HR saying you're not allowed to treat people differently. Everybody must be treated equally and the same, yet everybody's different and needs to be treated differently. But I agree. I think you start with how are things going? What do you feel is going well? What are areas you maybe you need help in um, that I can help and support you with? Are there issues or concerns that you have that well, this is a great time to talk about that and bring it up? Two things that I start with. One is don't let the problem build. 
I feel like when you have someone who's conflict avoidant, it becomes very easy to just kind of, well, just ignore it until it gets really bad. I call that the volcano method to conflict resolution. Don't avoid it, have the conversations when they're little. But then the second piece is, if you preemptively say to someone, I know that difficult conversations aren't really your favorite thing. Can we just sit in this and do this for like five minutes and, and see if we can make some progress? I find that they're more likely to say, okay, I'm in and, and try it if you kind of warn them. Listen. The other question I wanted to ask you was, how do you know if someone's conflict avoidant or if they're using it as a strategy to not have the conversation? One is I'm purposefully not talking to you. And the other one is I'm super uncomfortable. I don't want to have to do this. I think it's very difficult to pick that up right away. Mm -hmm. I think that that comes over a series of conversations or questions and things like that. I know a lot of people that want to avoid conflict at all costs, but then there's others that, like you said, they're kind of using it as a strategy and it just takes some time and some feel and reading body language. I, I try to go into every conversation thinking the best is going to happen and being trusting and, and so forth. Hard to do. I would say, do you know the person before you're going into that conversation to begin with? If you're in that conversation with them, you probably have worked with them and, and kind of understand them a little bit better. But if somebody's baking it to, to get something in return, you, you got to ask, is, is this the right place for you? Do you believe in what we're trying to do here with this organization and what we're trying to accomplish? Is, is that of interest to you? And kind of get them to think about, is this the right place? Because maybe they can come to the conclusion that maybe it isn't. And if it is, okay, again, how can I help you? Inga, how do you know if someone is legitimately avoiding conflict because they're afraid of it or if they're trying to use it as a strategy? It's a good question. When they're, when they're legitimately uncomfortable about it, I think it shows up in their body language. Um, or in extreme cases, they would actually leave the room if there's a conflict somewhere around them. I've seen that happen, but usually it's it's the the shifting. So as soon, as soon as people start to have a little bit more of a heated discussion, it's not insulting or anything like that. But as soon as there is a difference of opinion and it just gets a little bit more energetic, the people who are uncomfortable with those situations, they usually tend to be become more quiet. If they're not quiet, they try to mediate it just in order to keep to keep the peace or change change topics. Right? Those for me are really clear indicators that someone is like, oh, no, I don't really don't really want to deal with all this. Or then, like Gary said, in the extreme case, no, actually, I don't I don't see it. And they completely pushed away when you address them directly. Have you ever had a situation where you've been avoidant and what caused you to want to avoid the conflict? I avoid it if I think I'm going to say something that I really shouldn't say, because I tend to be a, a pretty uh, hands-on communication person. I'm not afraid of conflict. Yeah, I have to sometimes remind myself that um, other people are not um, as interested in he having heated discussions than I am. I, <laughs> I love a good argument. <laughs> as long as right it comes from the right right place and when we're not talking about insulting people but having a really nice heated discussion I thoroughly enjoy that and I have to remind myself that not everybody is like me you know that's interesting Inga because I'm I'm half German so uh, my family we love a good argument and I spent 20 years in the trading pits in, in fighting spitting punching kicking stabbing whatever it took 
and and fighting all day long. But at the end of the day, we go out and play golf, or go grab the wives and go out to dinner. But I'm more interested in resolution than I am in, in argument. But but if you want to have a good argument, I'll play. I will avoid a conflict if I think it's going to escalate. I've had a situation recently where we I was on the phone with someone and she made a comment about me and how I am. And I said, I'm not like that. And she said, yes, you are. I just avoided the conversation. And if she wants to believe that I'm the kind of person that she thinks that I am and it goes against who I find myself to be, I'm not going to argue with her because her experience is hers to have. And I'd like to ask that question then. Do the rest of you, do you avoid the people that don't believe in you or don't, they don't know you, but they have an opinion that's a false opinion of you and it's a negative one. Do we avoid those people? Uh, I worked on Wall Street for 20 years. So I I have had the experience of going toe to toe with somebody dropping F-bombs and screaming at the top of your lungs at each other. And it's just hardened me, I guess. I, I might want somebody to say, what's your problem with me? Let's talk about it. See if we can fix it. But if it's a business thing or something where we have to get something done together, then yeah, I'm going to address it right up front. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It really depends if it sounds so harsh, but if they're worth it or if the relationship is worth it, um, the different circumstances and in, in business, is there a project you have to work together on? Is there a common goal? Do you need to make it work? Then of course you need to uh, not avoid them. You need to address it and try to well, address the elephant in the room, basically, and get to the bottom of things. Mm -hmm. If you have a conflict or potential conflict with somebody or they don't like you and you potentially never see them again, who cares? Walk away. <laughs> I'm going to have to cut this conversation off here because that is our 10 minutes. Thank you so much for doing this with me. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again very soon.